Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Fildell, and today is November 19th, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Happy Friday to everybody. It's going to be a lot of people gone next week with the Thanksgiving holiday travel, so please travel safe. So just before you go on that little vacation, I've got Kevin Combs, Vice President of McKinney Fildell here. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You know, I tell you, Kevin, I figure we should probably talk some sugar, but first, squirrel. Squirrel. You know what happened to me last night? What happened? I came home and my two kids and wife were just beside themselves because a squirrel had just been in the house. Regardless of the squirrel, I'd be beside myself if you came home too. Oh, Oh, man, Kevin, I've never had a squirrel in the house. Apparently it was a big one. And uh, I said to my wife, I was like, that was cannolis, my dog's opportunity to actually catch a squirrel, you know, and he loves squirrels. So anyway, I don't know if any listeners have had a squirrel in the house, but uh, it's uh, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah, almost had raccoons in my house growing Uh, up once, but uh, okay. Never a squirrel. All right. Well, uh, I can now say I had a squirrel in the house. <laughs> Are we going to get to anything today, Kevin, or is this just going to be uh, fun today? Uh, we should probably talk sugar, huh? We should probably talk a little okay. bit about sugar. Okay. Okay. I thought today, Kevin, you uh, have been close to Mexico and all that happens down there. And I thought today we'd go a little bit into uh, Mexico and what's happening and, and what uh, they've got a uh, season starting here pretty soon. So why don't you talk a little yeah. bit about uh, that's, what's going to happen? That's timing is, is perfect because yes, things are starting to happen down there. As far as the crop goes, they're getting into harvest. I think last week there were five mills reporting in production and this time of year, you know, they'll start uh, ramping up pretty quick. You'll start seeing 12, 15 mills next week, 25 the next week. And then uh, once you hit the end of the year, most of the mills are off and running and you'll okay. see, you know, 80, 90% of mills going. So there's not a lot to get excited about at this point. You know, we saw the USDA raise their production estimate up to just under 6 million metric tons. Mexico came out with their official estimate at 6.12 million tons. So we're looking for a recovery this year. The okay. early yields on those five mills are showing yields slightly higher. So okay. that's, that's supportive, but it, it's too early to get a really good idea on the yields. Um, when I looked at Mexico's crop estimate, I was a little concerned because they're showing a ramp up on area harvested again. And they've done this several times over the past few years where they're showing record uh, area harvested, and it never seems to happen. Mm. So I'm pessimistic that you'll see 805,000 hectares harvested again. I think it'll be less. But I think, you know, when you look at their yield figures, uh, both obviously USDA is even lower uh, on their production estimate. So I don't think you're going to see that full uh, that issue with the yields. I think you have potential for maybe a little below average, you know, taking a 20 year average yield figure. I think it might be a little bit below that still coming off of some of the drought concerns the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, the rains were excellent when you looked at the rainy season this year, and that's what's getting the boost. We've had some people 
that we talked to in Mexico in the trade that are saying, hey, this has the potential of being a 6.25, 6.3 million metric ton crop. But wow. I, I think there was enough damage. I don't think you're going to get to where you're above average yields, and you pretty much need to be above average yields to get to that figure. But okay. the big thing when you look at Mexico now from a U.S. market perspective is are they going to have enough sugar to meet their U.S. quota? Well, no, we, we got a record beet crop now, <laughs> so their quota is yeah. shrinking. And uh, you know, USDA is likely going to lower that uh, maybe 100,000 tons next month December, if all the yeah. other numbers stay consistent when they – reset our 13.5% stocks to use ratio. So when you look at that, you know, USDA has them at uh, 1.084 million short tons. Putting into Mexico terms, metric tons, physical value, you know, it's probably like 850,000 tons. And demand in Mexico, as we've talked a lot, is not very good. Just, you know, it's pretty flat, maybe even down a little bit. Yeah. Similar, you know, probably even more pessimistic on demand than what's going on in the United States. So uh, they got a lot of sugar and you look at it, you know, they're probably going to have a surplus of 2 million tons plus or minus a little bit. And they export 850, let's just call it 900,000 tons to the U S they've got 1.1 million tons of surplus they need to do. They have their IMEX market for the companies that produce product in Mexico and export most of that going to the United States. Call that 400,000 tons, which is a, a good number. Last year was a lot higher. I think there's a lot of blends things going on, but uh, well, let's be nice. Let's call it 450,000 tons. That means even if they just want to balance out their supply demand, they've got a lot of sugar to send wow. to the world market. So I think you know they're probably going to need to send 650,000 tons, maybe if they want to get rid of some of this inventory growth they had last year they could go up to 750,000 tons to the world market so wow that's a lot i mean hey look you know it's uh definitely not as good as the u.s market sending it to us is from a cost standpoint but uh the world futures are up to 19 from 13 12 11 we had back so they'll make a little bit more money but i'm sure they would much rather send it up here well, definitely would rather hit our prices. That's that's an easy decision to make when the 16's at 3750-ish uh today yeah. and not showing any signs of weakness that they'd love to send every pound up to the US, but historically speaking, I mean, if you could start sipping some sugar in the world market at 20 cents per pound, it's a great deal. You know, Mexico because they don't want to export, that's their worst sale. They're yeah. always reluctant to do it. Yeah. But uh, you know, if I'm a mill down there and looking at the supply demand, I'm sitting there saying, Okay, I gotta send probably, you know, 10, 15 percent of my production yeah. in the world market. I'm for sure gonna be, yeah. you know, trying to take advantage of these high prices in the world market and uh lock up that portion yeah. as soon as I can. You know, I'm sure you get a little bit less out deferred versus uh new and they, you know, they haven't started producing it yet. It's a yeah. hard decision to make, but yeah. Take yeah. advantage of it while you yeah, can. Yeah, because if yeah, obviously if their crop isn't as good and they've sent uh, a lot or sold a lot to the world market and yeah, it could it could be bad. Um, world market wise, you know, I'm still a yeah, little pessimistic there long term. You're pessimistic, okay. Pessimistic on values. I think, you know, you look at the supply demand figures, they're pretty darn good. We're looking at a potential of a small surplus again uh, next year. I think you probably have to wait a while, though, to get yeah. that. You're probably going to have to see Brazil's crop come online in April before you start seeing some lower values. But 
you know, that gives you here another three, four months to run up and, you know, if you get a rally in energy complex. I think that could boost world sugar prices further if energy stays calmer and, you know, we're announced uh, going to dip into the strategic reserve. That's got a little bit of softness to crude mm-hmm. prices uh, this week. But if that gets to rallying again, I think you see sugar rally. So I wouldn't put it beyond going up to 21.50, 22 cents per pound before you start seeing uh, some sort of retracement with uh, harvest in the spring for Brazil. Okay. But your range for the world market on the low to high end would, how about I'm, on the low end? On the low end, like I said, once you get into spring next year, I think things settle out. Based on fundamentals, I'd look at for it to drop down back to a 17 and a half cent type of number. Okay. How about the number 16? What's your uh, current view? We've seen some recent strength in the numbers here on the uh, short and gosh, going into 22 up in the 37s. Uh, what are, what are your, your thoughts on the 16s right now? Yeah. You know, when you look and you talk to anybody and try to get prices for cane, there just does not appear to be anything really out there. And so a lot of that business is being done is, is being priced out very close to uh, tier two import type of levels. So paying 15, 16 cent duties type of thing. And so um, you got to believe it's all spoken for and pretty much accounted for. Obviously, Mexico, as we we're just talking, they don't have their full quota yet. They don't know what 100% of their quota is until later on in the year. So some of that sugar probably is still out there floating around to be sold, but it's going to be pretty limited as we we're just talking about. So I think you're really looking at the 16s remaining super, super tight. They'll probably move in unison with the number 11 market to a degree like we're seeing here recently based on that tier two type of pricing. And then uh, it's going to be in the hands of uh, USDA come April. You know, we still have that Philippines or the Philippines going to ship sugar mm-hmm. uh, late mm-hmm. in the year mm-hmm. and fulfill their 151,000 ton quota. That's going to be a big factor. Or does the USDA reallocate that? Do they reallocate that to Mexico? Mexico is certainly kind of saying, raise their hands. Hey, we got a ton of sugar. (laughs) Hey, man. Hello, help us out here. We're not too far away. (laughs) And then does the USDA come up and say, look, the 16 markets trading near tier two, we're obviously underway. We need to bring in some additional sugar. That's really hard to do when you got this beet industry looking at a record crop. And, you know, the way I'm looking at our estimates, when you look at their uh, stocks at the end of the year, and having caught a big crop at the tail end of this year with all the, the great weather improving the yields in the Red River Valley and Michigan, et cetera, they probably hadn't market all that sugar. So I'm, I'm actually forecasting a buildup of stocks of beet, not huge. They're still going to be kind of in a normal range. But, uh, you know, we've been seeing stocks for beets end the year under 800,000 tons on the low side. And now I'm, I'm bumping those numbers up over 900,000 tons. So feed industry is certainly going to be saying, hey, wait a second, there's plenty of sugar out sure. here. We don't need to do that. And, you know, we're just a few more months away from planting the next crop and getting off to another way. And, you know, one of these years, Red River Valley is not going to have drought or winter weather conditions hitting at the end of the year and have that big crop. So uh, they always want to be a little conservative. So it's going to be interesting to see how it Woo! plays out. but. Again, with the 16s right now, uh, no relief until uh, April. 
Okay. All right. Anything else before we let folks get on with their, in some cases, vacation and happy uh, hol- uh, Thanksgiving yeah, holiday? I'm looking forward to uh, taking all week off because we yeah. don't have a sales meeting on Tuesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we used to do that. <laughs> we used to do that every said, year. No more. No more. No more. Good. Well, Kevin, enjoy. Thank you for your thoughts. And before we wrap it up, for those that, hey, look, you just saw a little bit about what we do as far as the intel on sugar. It's going to be a very uh, interesting, volatile, uh, potentially volatile market. Uh, So if you want uh, to become a client or learn a little bit more about how to become a client, uh, go ahead and reach out to us or go to our website at bikini-flavel.com. We have an IQ platform that's pretty awesome. So if you want a test drive of that, please uh, let us know. We'll put you on a test drive. And uh, everybody have a happy and safe holiday. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute and moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted. Until next time, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.